Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buff Nation! Let's go, baby. We're back. We are back. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Some much-needed time off after Saturday. Yeah, I've almost got my voice back. Almost. You're getting there. <laughs> That's from two Saturdays ago. I, uh, it was a combination of uh, a lot of things, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm starting to get worried about you. How are you going to make it through the whole season? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I was I, I was like getting sick, and then I went to the game, mm-hmm. and then we were up until four a.m. working, and yep. just sent me down a bad path. Yeah, it's been brutal, but we're here. Week five on the docket, USC coming into town on Saturday. We spoke to Coach and Juju Mitchell today after practice, and uh, the headlines are ablaze today. Yep, they always are. <laughs> uh, all eyes are on Coach Prime even more than they were before. That's maybe the most surprising thing, and I should never be surprised by this stuff anymore, but it feels like with every game – more eyes come down because you had all the preseason hype. Then they go out and win against TCU and a bunch of people jump on the bandwagon. They beat Nebraska. A bunch of people jump on the bandwagon. They beat Colorado state. And you know, it was kind of a little bit of both people that were jumping on the bandwagon. More came. Then there was detractors saying, Hey, you lost, you almost lost to this team. You might not be that good. And then when they lost to Oregon, the haters came crawling out of the woodwork like crazy. And so now there's there's like a whole new group of people that are here just hoping to watch them fail. Yep. And I mean, this has been like exponential growth on a weekly basis. I know. And this latest one is the, is maybe the craziest one. Yep. Because I mean, I can't tweet anything without my mentions just crawling with with haters yeah it's pretty gross out there right now it's crazy it's wild um coach prime today i mean he spoke about the haters he said they were booing when he came out the womb such a great quote (laughs) this is amazing and he's right i mean it feels like everything that guy does no matter what um good he's doing and what good he's putting back into the world it's always tenfold hate that comes back at him. oh yeah but there is a lot of love out there too. There is for sure. Coach Prime started off today uh, saying that his players came up to him saying they wanted to do something for single mothers. Obviously, Coach Prime, uh, his mother was a single mother when he was growing up, and I'm sure there's a Mine few too. players. There you go. So um, it's awesome, I think, to see stuff like that. And it's stuff like this. I, I tweet out there, and the hate is just 
It's astounding to me. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Or even yesterday, you know, I posted the video from well off of Coach Prime telling his team about his text exchange with Travis. Mm. And, you know, he tells Travis, you're not ready. I care about you more than I care about this game. That is true love from a coach to a player. Hate. Yeah. We just got to get used to it. We'll, we'll eventually stop talking about it because it'll become so normal. Right. But it is like when astounding. It <laughs> it's astounding for right now. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> um, and then coach was asked about Lincoln Riley. And once again, for the fourth straight week, Coach Prime did nothing but praise his opponent, um, their team, his head coach. He said, I have the utmost respect and appreciation for Coach Riley. I got love, respect, and appreciation for everything he's accomplished. I admire him and his staff tremendously. So for the fourth straight week, yep. once again. Nothing but good things to say. So we'll see what happens moving forward. <sighs> Man, do I want to get into this right now? <laughs> We've got a whole second segment. I actually expect, and man, I'll laugh if they prove me wrong. I actually expect USC to carry themselves and handle themselves in a very different way. I think so, too. Um, even than Oregon. Oh, absolutely better than Oregon. Oregon has come off poorly in all this, you know, and like, this is a conversation we can only really have here, and sure, I'm sure there'll be people in the comments hating anyway, but they actually give off, have given off like um i don't know jealousy is what what i would envy say. yeah and, and there's nothing that like you can really say to it because they beat the shit out of colorado right and you know good for them they get the win but it's come off weird i don't expect that from usc i don't expect them to be um you know um filing through every little thing they can get to try and find something to do and say um i i just don't i could be wrong though I'm just blown away that it's Oregon, the flashiest, most headline-grabbing program of the last 15 years is the one who's with the most like vitriol and hate coming after Coach Prime. Yep. I can't remember who said it after the game. It might have been Bucky. It might have been someone else who said, like, it's funny how they waited. They, they said all the nice things all week and mm -hmm. then waited till game day to start throwing, yep. throwing shade. Um, so I guess we owe uh, Jay Norvell a bit of respect for <laughs> at least waiting. Say, no, for saying <laughs> for it, not waiting. You know, yeah. yeah, for saying it when uh, everyone had a chance to see it. Yeah, um, mostly joking there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a weird. It's been a weird environment since the game. Yes, uh, we'll get into the Shiloh video and stuff. But Coach was asked about Shiloh's health today. Uh, if you didn't see, it was hidden at the, not hidden, but it was at the very end of, I think, uh, Sunday's well-off video. They're getting off the plane. Shiloh comes up to Bucky, and he tells him he's peeing blood, and he's, he's going like, to no ER. one can accuse me of not playing hard. Yeah. Uh, so Coach was asked about that today. He said he's doing better. He went to the hospital right after we landed. He plays with a certain physicality that we desire and want. We're hoping that he can play this weekend. So stay tuned there. He's a scary about, situation, man. I can't even imagine. The second player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one's a kidney, one's a liver, or you assume it's a kidney. Right. Um, I also, uh, I guess we will, we'll get into the. We'll get into Shiloh. Okay. Um, oh, it was Travis who said, it's funny that they waited. Yep. Coach was asked about uh, Alton McCaskill as well. Um, and it's a process with him, I think. I mean, he's not just going to throw him out there for 25, 30 carries and just say all right this is you the rest of the year now i think right. he's 
trying to ramp him up, and he said he's getting better and better. I don't doubt him for nothing. He's special. Coach Prime has been very consistent in how he treats his players coming back from injury and making sure that they're themselves, not just for one week, but for the rest of their career. Yep. Totally. Coach is us. I love Chase chiming in saying, pissing blood is a minor thing usually. <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro. I, it's never happened to me. Yeah, I haven't done that recently. I would not feel like that was a minor thing if it was coming out of me. Yeah. Um, Coach Prime was asked about Caleb Williams. He said he's the epitome of class and confidence. He talked about how he loves how he shows off his personality and all his NIL deals and stuff. He said he makes plays. He makes that team go. He's a handful, and he's 100% right. He's asked multiple times about protecting Shador and the sacks he's been taking. He said, it is what it is. got to fix it. When he's doing his thing, we do our thing. And it's pretty obvious on Saturday. Shador couldn't get going. The team couldn't get going. Yeah. And that kind of goes into the conversation about the run game. And, you know, what you just said about Alton McCaskill and what Coach Prime said about the run game today. Mm -hmm. um, he changed his tune a little bit yeah. when it came to running and, you know, in the past well, I guess he kept the same tune on one hand and changed it a little bit on the other. In the past, he said, I'm not just going to run just to run. Right. Um, and I agree with that. But I think when you go up against a team like Oregon or like a team like USC that you're going to play this week, you can't allow their pass rushers to know what's coming. Right. So you do have to run the ball a little bit more against teams like this because they have great pass rushers. Yep. Uh, and USC, while I think their defense has a few holes, I'm actually hoping to watch film on them a little more tonight or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Kind of nice because you can watch that Oregon-USC or uh, sorry, USC-Arizona State game and get both of the next two opponents for yep. Colorado. But um, they do generate pressure. They do get in the backfield. They're USC. They always have highly rated players. Yep. Um, and because of that, you have to give Shador the element of surprise or give the, give him put him in a position where they have to think about what's coming rather than knowing what's coming. Right. Uh, and because of that, I think that's why you heard Coach Prime hammer in the idea of needing to run the ball a little bit more today. Yep. Um, he was asked about basically the scouting report for this week and just talking about learning from the film, he said the theme of the scouting report was the truth shall set you free. And we wanted to give them the truth about certain matters. I'd imagine Sunday's film session was pretty brutally honest. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing today. And also showing them what they're up against. Yep. Um, you know, Coach Prime's message last week essentially was that everyone needed to turn it up a notch. And who knows if they did. Who knows if if any do you think anyone on that team it ever crossed their mind that they might get blown out? Cuz mm, I don't. I don't think so, but <clears throat> I mean you never know, truly top to bottom, I guess. But my point is I don't think that they ever considered that that type of result was out there for them. Yeah. When it happens and it hits you right in the face, you start to think a little bit more about what your coach was saying. Right. And it hits a little different. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh, man, he was right when he said we needed to turn it up a notch and that the level of play that we had been bringing to the table over the last couple of weeks wasn't going to be good enough. Yep. And, you know, when you have a player like Shador Sanders as your leader, sometimes there can just be like a, 
oh, he's got us no matter what. Right, exactly. Type of feeling. And, and when you see him not be able to do his thing at all in a game, again, everyone's looking at themselves saying, oh, shit, we got to help him more. Yep. Um, so, you know, it was certainly a wake-up call. And I assure you that that film session was also a wake-up call for a lot of people. Oh, 100%, man. Um, then what everyone's talking about today. Coach Prime was asked about Cormani McLean and what he has to do to do better to play more. We saw him at the end of the game on Saturday, did some things. Yeah, uh, but made Coach, a really nice play in the flat. He did, but Coach Prime ain't buying it yet. Uh, he said, Cormani, what he has to do better is study and prepare. Be on time for meetings, show up to meetings, understand the scheme. I check film time from each player so I can see who's preparing. So if I don't know that, if I don't see that, you would be a fool to put somebody out there who's not prepared. That goes for all of our players. Yep. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll send you the clip, uh, Alyssa, from my Twitter and we can just play it because I want everyone to hear the whole thing. Yeah. Um, because it's maybe as real as Coach Prime's ever been when talking about a player. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's a lot here. And I want to start with this. People are saying, why are they, why is the media asking about Cormani over and over again? And you guys know that I keep it real when I'm on the side of the, of the question and when I'm on the side of mm -hmm. the people saying that's a dumb question. In this case, you have a game where you just lost by a lot. And the secondary did not have a good day. Your best player in the secondary is injured, and there is a five-star talent who everyone knows his name sitting on the bench. So that's why the question is being asked, because everyone wants to know. Yep. And then he goes in at the end of the game, makes a nice play, which is great for Cormani. But I think the question is fair, and Coach Prime's answer should put the questions to bed for a while. Yes. So I tweeted it out. I said, let's have an honest conversation about Cormani, and then hopefully we can put it to a bed for a while because Coach Prime has just told us exactly what's going on. Last week, when we talked about Cormani, I talked a lot about uh, physical readiness mm. or football readiness. Yeah. Uh, and I said, hey, maybe he's not physically there yet. Maybe he's not um, mentally there from a football standpoint yet. X, Y, and Z. Well, we have to revisit this because co what Coach Prime told us today is not about football. This is about life. And this is about Cormani maturing as a person before, that he, before we can even get to talking about football. And so Coach Prime alluding to the fact that he's not paying attention in meetings, not showing up to some meetings, and not watching film does go back a little bit to something that we talked about last week, which is... Cormani's gone his whole life being the best and being in that coming easy to him. Mm -hmm. And he's so athletic and he's so physically gifted and he is so good at the things that he does that he hasn't had to do these other things. You know, um, there's no meeting that, that you really have to pay attention to to play press man. Right. And I assume in high school, they said, Cormani, go play press man. And that's all you have to do. Yep. Well, now there's an extremely complex defensive scheme that is being taught by a, you know, high, high level, uh, uh, you know, college football coach. And there's a lot more to this than Cormani being able to just go out there and play. And you know what? I actually think he could just go out there and play for sure. If it just came down to you need him to go out there and make a play like he did in in the game at the end of uh, uh, Oregon, he could do that. 
but coach prime is not does not operate like that and now he is doing anything and everything he can to try to get Cormani to wake up and understand that he is at a new level. Listen, if you guys don't think that Coach Prime has said this to Cormani to his face several times before now, in my opinion, now this is where I am guessing, Coach Prime is saying this in the media as almost, I don't know, I don't want to use the word last resort, but a tactic. Mm-hmm. He's trying something new. Because whatever he's trying so far with Cormani hasn't gotten him to wake up yet. So he's saying this, and and what that does is it makes it so you can't have your family and friends. If you've ever been the family or friend, uh, and I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm letting you talk eventually. If you've ever had a a family or friend who plays on a team and they're not playing, Mm -hmm. when they come back to the car after the game, everyone's gassing them up, right? Hey, man, that coach doesn't know what he's talking about not playing you. Or, Or at the very least, like, they should have played you tonight. What are they doing? You know, that, that's what your family and friends does. And, and then a lot of times your sports system that, that can help you. In this case, you can't have that happening because then the player will believe they're right. I, I should just be out there. I'm me. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing for Coach Prime, who is admittedly old, old school, doing things like showing up late to meetings, not showing up for meetings, not paying attention to meetings and not watching your film, which is all stuff that can be tracked. He's never going to just let you go out there and play. Right. Uh, And so coach prime is trying everything he can to make that clear to Cormani and help Cormani grow up so that he can not only help this football team, but also become an adult and succeed in life. I said it earlier when we were talking about Alton. He, it's not about just the next game for Coach Prime. It's about a career for these guys. And if Coach Prime was desperate enough to want to have a better secondary this weekend against USC, I'm sure he would play Cormani McLean. But that's not how he operates. Like Coach Prime is about the journey and life and yep. everything that comes along with the game of football, not just the games that are played every Saturday. So, again, Cormani is a young kid. I I really think people need to relax. I said it last week. I wasn't going to tweet the same thing again this week. But people just got to relax. This is an 18-year-old kid. Just moved across the country. Only been here since the end of June. So it's barely been three months at this point. Like, if he doesn't play as a freshman, it's not the first time a five-star hasn't played as a freshman at their school. And it's not a big deal. And it doesn't mean he's going to transfer out and all this stuff. And where else is he going to get better, not just football coaching, but life coaching... Than from Coach Prime. He's not. It's a whole process. So let's let it play out. For sure. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't concerned about what Coach Prime said today. Um, Because if it was just, he's still learning the defense, he's coming along, you know, that, which is what it originally sounded like to me, then that's, that's fine. That's, you know, that, that's stuff that can be taught and coached. Mm -hmm. You can't coach a player to want it and to put in the extra effort and so you you can try for sure and it's the classic you can lead a horse to water you can't make them drink situation and so Cormani is really young Mm -hmm. and he does like imagine how you were at 18 we all needed to mature a lot when we were 18 for sure um and so there it's not that there's no hope for him and it's not that you know I'm I'm ready to pull the plug but it is concerning to me that those are the issues 
because that has to be inside of you. That has to be on Cormani to say, I want to play. I want to win. I want to do whatever coach prime is telling me. Like if, if I was in his circle, I would just be imploring him, please listen to coach prime. Everything he's doing is for your benefit. He wants the best from you. Yes. And he's not going, you know, he's not going to lower his standards just because of how talented you are. Uh, are we, are we going to show this video? Do we have it? Yeah, play it. Let's play it. Just to tie a bow on this. So here's the full question and answer about Cormani McLean. You mentioned last week that Cormani seeing the field was up to Cormani. Uh, I wonder if you could elaborate on what you want to see him do, one. And two, did he help his case? Study, late, prepare. Late, late Study, work. prepare, be on time for meetings, show up to the darn meetings. Understand what we're doing as a scheme. Want to play this game. Desire to play this game. Desire to be the best in this game. At practice, in the film room, uh, and on your own, free time. You do know that I check film time for each player upon the week. Thursday, I need film time from the whole staff so I can see who's been preparing. And that's just not about commodity. It's about a multitude of them. So if I don't see that, that it, you would be a fool to put somebody out there and they're unprepared. Denver Post, you mentioned. There it is. There you go. And I'm seeing mixed uh, reviews in the comments. Um, some people are just saying, forget all that, just play the best players. To me, this is just um, more of a sign, which is something we've already known, that it's not just about wins and losses for Coach Prime. Yes. Like you said, he's about the journey. Mm -hmm. um, he promises every one of these players' moms and dads that when they leave here, they're going to be a man. Yep. And if he were to just throw Cormani out there because he has a better chance of guarding Franklin, Troy Franklin, yeah. than Travis J. Uh, coming off an injury, it would be counterintuitive to that. Mm -hmm. And so this is Coach Prime standing on his principles and showing you that he really is about these young men. It's the same thing as Travis Hunter. Yeah. If he all he cared about was winning on Saturday and Travis Hunter came in and said, I'm playing, there are coaches out there who would have said, exactly. Okay, let's go then. Exactly. But to him, he's trying to help these kids uh, and he's trying to help them become men and he he can stand on that when when he goes to the next player's mom and he's saying look travis hunter wanted to play in this game i told him he couldn't i would do the same thing for your son he he can say look i had a player who was a five-star recruit who wasn't there yet maturity wise and i had to stand on my beliefs to make sure that he got there maturity wise before i put him on the field and i would do the same thing for your son and it's about the long game here, not just in football, not just for Coach Prime as a coach, but like we said, for these players. It's all about the long game. Uh, and personally, as much as I want to win on Saturdays, I appreciate it from Coach Prime. I just think the best course of action is just to let Cormani be Cormani and let him grow at this point. Like All these expectations put on him. It, for sure. I mean... Yeah, if he came in sooner, maybe he's further along and maybe he's contributing. But, like, Dylan Edwards isn't every freshman. Not every freshman graduates early. Every freshman enrolls to their college early, makes an impact early, and is just this 
I mean, Dylan's way more mature than 18. I yeah, mean, I for think sure. we can we, all we see knew that. that the second that he sat down. Exactly. With us. So not every freshman is like that, and we haven't seen a lot of these guys play. We just saw Mario Miller for the first time last week. Um, you know, other than Hank Zelinskis getting forced into action because Van Wells went down, we don't see many freshmen. No. So let's just let it play out, please. For sure. And you know, because Cormani's a five star, and because everyone knows his name, and because he's been on the national spectrum, these questions are being asked about him. Mm-hmm. Think of all the other freshmen who aren't playing. Yep. There could be the very exact same thing happening with another freshman that we don't know about. No, and no one's going to ask about them because they're not five-star players. Um, but what I'm saying is there's probably hundreds of freshmen across the country who are having the same problem right yes. now um, who just aren't on as, uh, as um, tight of a microscope. And so it does not mean it's time to panic. And I saw someone say, like, just cut him. No, that's not, that's, that doesn't help either. We, you got to try and help him grow. You got to try and teach him these lessons. And, you know... There is a chance that this ends in a transfer, right? And he says, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to play right away. And so he transfers to wherever, and the coach promises him when he transfers, I'm going to start you. There's also a chance that this ends up being an awesome story where Cormani McLean heeds Coach Prime's words and learns from them and matures and ends up being a star for him, just like Travis Hunter is. And goes to the NFL and, you know, does all has all of that success. And that's not to say if he transfers, he can't do that. But you know what I'm saying? There's two there's two directions that this could go. Um, let's give it time and hope that it goes the, the direction that I just talked about. Please. Um, Coach Prime was asked about uh, Shell of Mine just uh, today with CU Women's Basketball's uh, media day. He said, we have a tremendous head women's basketball coach in J.R. Payne that I adore. See my daughter just in a darn uniform. You have no idea. I'm living a wonderful double life here as a father and a coach. Just love cool. to hear that, man. Pretty cool. Uh, the big one of the bigger stories from yesterday was undisputed and how Oregon was tipped off, blah blah blah, and whatever was going on there. Coach Prime was asked about it. He goes, "That happens every week. We call for information as well." Yeah. Um, there you go. There's a lot of things um, that are being kind of uncovered here. Because there's just such a microscope on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about you know uh, Shiloh in a second. But everything is like 10 times as big of a deal as it would be if it was reported that uh, Mike McDaniel called and got information on Sean Payton before the game. Like That wouldn't even make a headline. I know. Yeah. Um, it is true, though. Everyone is trying to gain every advantage you can. There were no rules broken, even if they talked to every coach in the country. I mean... Uh, it definitely, to me, illuminates that there's a target on Colorado's back, depending on how, you know, it was made out to seem like a lot. Right. Everyone's going to call their friends and whoever that yeah. they know has information. But we already know that there's a target on Colorado's back. Of course. Um, that's pretty much it. Coach Prime also said we're 3-1. and one. There's a whole lot of teams that would want to switch places with us when kind of talking about yep. uh, the hate and everything. Uh, he had a great quote about Sean Payton. Last thing he ended on saying was uh, he was asked if the atmosphere has changed amongst the team since Saturday's loss. He said, we're still on a high. We're not on a seesaw. We're still on a natural high. We're still who we are. I'm loving our kids, our staff, the support, and the student body. David needs a Goliath. Love it. Love <laughs> so it. So good. And I love the idea that they're still on a high and you know a lot of teams would trade places with them 
just a good reminder to everyone like yep. I, I think colorado fans know this but man the national idea is like the whole thing it's, just came crashing down it's been exposed it's over good night uh let's talk about that um real quick though juju mitchell also spoke today for the first time um he was great that video is up on our youtube i only have a few quotes from that i don't think anything really tremendous here i loved what he said about coach hart that's why i asked him oh and what he said about cormani too real quick he said he roomed with him at tcu uh for that trip he said, yeah, he's got things to work on. We all do. He's special. I expect coming back in a year or two, he will be one of those guys. Love it. 100% agree. All right. Shout out to our friends at Kind Love. Uh, one of the OG dispensaries out here in town. They're seed to sale. They breed their own uh, genetics, control the grow process, and packaging. They've got this amazing thing called the Turbo Core, the Turbo Joint. <laughs> Have you been on it yet? No, bro. I can't handle that <laughs> level of, of potency. I needed it after Saturday. <laughs> Jeez. Um, that's how I relaxed Saturday. It was a turbo core. Respect. <laughs> I ended up going to a concert that night. Yeah, you're more wild for that, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Um, but shout out to Kind Love. You can check them out in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMVR and you can receive the DMVR exclusive discount of 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line you can also visit their website at kindlove.com and use the code dmvr for their full online ordering and extensive menu um, and then shout out to msu denver uh, turn your goals into greatness at msu denver courses are available online in person or both i know we've got quite a few people here at dmvr that went to msu denver um, you can sign up now for the spring 2024 uh, semester applications are open Create your career and turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. 90-plus majors and 10 graduate programs with courses online, in-person, or both. You can learn more at msudenver.edu. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Shiloh Sanders was in the news basically right after the game because Oregon... No, it really came up last night. So last night, even yeah. a day after the game, um, the Trevor Woods stuff happened on Friday. Mm -hmm. That kind of ignited another kind of I don't know. It turned it up another Fuse, notch for yeah. Dan Lan Dan Lanning in Oregon. But then you see the video of them <laughs> videotaping Shiloh, who's being Shiloh doing his thing, shit talking the other team, and uh, apparently that's the first time that's ever happened to them because they got really upset about it. And so this is uh, what I mean about the microscope. Yep. Um, I don't know how to explain this to people who don't know football, haven't stood on a sideline, haven't been on a football team, whatever. That is the most normal thing that could happen. Every single game, you have guys on one team chirping at guys on the other team, and they're chirping back. And, and the way, what did Shador describe it to us? Shiloh talks crazy. Yep. Everyone is out there talking crazy. It's just, that's just what happens, man. Mm -hmm. This is football. It's a, an extremely adrenaline driven, you know, um, I'm sure people won't like this masculine. It's all, it's, it's, it's pure, like just ego and adrenaline. And, yep. you know, you're going out there and you're getting into a, a fight basically. Literally. People talk crazy like this 
every single game. I've never been on the field and not heard some wild shit being said. But because it's Colorado and because his last name is Sanders, yep. that puts it under an intense microscope. And guess what? This this program is under such a microscope that people are seeing shit that they've never seen before. I know. And want to know why no one's ever seen that before, Jake? Because usually it doesn't get posted. Yep. I I don't want to get too far into this, but I think there was an unwritten rule broken there about recording stuff from the field, words that are being said and things that are being said and posting that. Uh, to me, there's a reason you never see that. Mm-hmm. Or else you this will be happening in every game. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if now you get, you know, it starts happening even more, but that is normal football stuff. A lot of a lot of people uh Losing their mind over nothing. Oh, I mean, imagine if Bucky actually published what was said on the field from Nebraska and Colorado State at midfield the the last two weeks. Yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. It's football, man. I agree, man. Um, As you said, the team's under a microscope. Every little thing they do is going to be dissected and analyzed, and everyone's going to say why it's the worst thing in the world and why it shouldn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And I got someone responding to me like, oh, saying you're going to you're going to beat the shit out of the coach is normal. I'm like, yeah, it's actually tame. Right. (laughs) Compared to some of the things I've heard on a football field Mm -hmm. or in a locker room or anything around a football team. Like is that is very par for the course. Yeah. Well, and just the other team, like filming the opposing players and then leaving it unedited. Just, I don't know. It is a little, uh, little fishy. Yep. But uh, let's talk about something else that's been going on, especially since Saturday, because the goalposts have moved once again, Ryan. Yeah, it's really... We're not winning a national championship, by the way, if you haven't heard, by the way. Not this year. No, no. Everyone really wants us to know that, though. It's such a crazy thing. And, uh, you know, I tweeted about this before the game, so no one can say I moved the goalposts. I said, like, Colorado fans, in quotes, like, wow, getting back to a bowl game would be amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Opposing fans, in quotes, You'll, you're not winning the national championship. You have no chance. It's like that was that's not what they thought. Yep. Now, what happens here is a lot of people just got so fed up with all the coverage that they felt like Colorado's being covered like a national championship contender, which in the, the barest sense, they kind of are. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of that. It's because they have the most entertaining coach, the most, you know, exciting coach the best player in college football yeah the, exactly the best player in college football and and one of the best quarterbacks in college yep. football and so they're incredibly coverable oh and here's the other thing jake they drive whatever you want to call it ratings clicks viewers yep. numbers doesn't matter if you're on twitter you're on tv you're on youtube or you're somewhere else anything involving the buffs is going like 10 times bigger than anyone else what's the viewership numbers 35 million people yep, compared 35 to 35 million over the last four weeks. Second place is Oregon. D- this is just the West Coast, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Who picked up 10 off of Colorado well, and has it, 12 total. Second place was Oregon. Third place was CSU. Exactly. So everyone, everyone was, is interested in what's happening in Colorado. That's why they're being covered that way. But yeah, I mean, the people that follow this program and follow this team did not think that they were winning the national championship this year. I mean,. We never said that. No, and and obviously, once they started three and zero, you talk about okay. Well, if they can beat Oregon and USC, anything's right, possible. Right, exactly. But you know, we have been uh, 
realistically, I would call it realistically optimistic about this team yes. all along. Um, you know, so the idea that this team was supposed to win a national championship and the, that train has been derailed is crazy. Um, but I appreciate the people here that have been following us all along and who have been here, you know, and, and understand what this program came from. That's the big thing that I just think that people are totally missing. This team was one in 11 last year. They were completely irrelevant. Yep. It is already a success. People are saying, well, what, what, what are you going to do if they go five and seven? It's like, call it a massive success, <laughs> yeah. which is exactly what it'll be. Right. So the, the outside world got expectations that were completely out of whack from what the actual expectations were here. I think it's just funny because um, no one expected this team to do anything all offseason. All we heard about was how bad they were going to be, how, oh, three and a half is their win total. They won't even win three games. Yep. Two, they'll be lucky to win two. They'll be lucky to double their win total. Then they go out week one, completely shock the nation. And, of course, we're excited. Buffs fans are excited. Everyone's excited because I think as much as you know, we believed and we followed this team, there were definitely more people that thought they were going to lose that game than win that game in Buff Nation. Oh, yeah. And so they go out and they just completely, I mean, ahead of schedule from off Day rip, one. Game yes. one. Play one. So, exactly. So it's crazy to me that, uh, you know, just the post game for Oregon, all these Oregon fans come in there and they go, oh, now you're walking it back. Now you're backtracking. It's like, first off, you have no idea what you're talking about. Second, we have been, I think, consistently on schedule this entire time. Yes. Like we said last week, perspective. I said that on this show yep. on Tuesday last week. Yep. Perspective just without Travis Hunter. Of course. And I I saw it happening right when they went down like 21-0. It was just a dunk fest. Oh, yeah. And, and that just comes with the territory. You know, I said this about Shiloh. I'm like, anyone who talks shit knows that when you win, it's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. And that's why you talk shit, because it makes it more fun when you win. It also makes it a lot less fun when you lose. And I'm not saying CU as a program is shit talking, mm -hmm. but it's the same sort of thing. When you have the microscope on you, it's going to be really fun when you win because all the cameras are there and you get to you know have your fun. It's going to be really unfun when you lose because everyone yep. w that wanted to dunk on you is waiting for it. So, you know, if you want to uh, accuse me of moving the goalposts, go back and watch my interview with Barstool. After one game, and I said, if if it's already a success, yes, this the, the Deion Sanders coach prime era is already a success because Colorado went from completely irrelevant to the most relevant. Mm -hmm. That alone makes it a success. And then I said, there's a lot of fans who would say beat Colorado State and Nebraska. That's a good season. Yes, for sure. So obviously, you're always going to want more. You're going to want to beat Oregon. When we talk about the game last week, say, so, hey, there's a chance they could beat them. For sure. You're going to want to beat USC this week. But in terms of the overall goal here and the overall perspective about what this team was, where they already are now and where they're going, shh, way ahead of schedule. Yep. Um, I guess just the only thing is Coach Prime is, uh, I don't know. He's just the perfect uh, guy to look back on, I guess, when we think about all this because he's been facing all this hate all his life. And all he does is continue to just do him and prove people wrong. Yep. And that's just what it's about at this point. And like we always say, he tells you what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. Even this, he didn't, of course, he's never going to go into a game not thinking he could win. 
But he did say, I need seven to eight more dogs. Yep. When he's talking about that, he's talking about seven, eight more dogs to beat schools like Oregon. Yep. And again, that I firmly believe Coach Prime thought they were going to go in there and win that game. But when you take when you zoom out and he says, I need seven, eight more dogs, that's those are the games that he's talking about that right. he needs the seven, eight more dogs. He also said, if you're going to get them, get them now because this is the worst they're going to be. I mean, and I 1,000% agree with that. Even this season, that game, yep. they're only getting better from there. Yep. Travis Hunter's going to be back. Mm-hmm. They didn't have you know, the best player. And Alton's going to be more in form. Who knows? Maybe we get Cormani at the end of the year or something. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, we saw Jaquez finally come back. Maybe Travis J is more healthy as we progress along as well. Like, yep. We just saw Javon for the first time. Like, There's, a, there's still so much. He had a so nice much. little game. He did. He had a great game, actually. And we talked about this in the car on the way here. They need physicality in those wide receiver screens. If you're going to have that be an extension of your running game, those yep. guys got to block. Javon is one of those guys who takes pride in that and could really help in that regard as we move forward. Yeah, and if you go back and watch USC, it's something I was impressed by on Saturday is how they blocked on the perimeter for those screens. Man, those receivers are they are getting after it out there for sure. And you only have to block for a second and a half. Right. Like it's a really you just got to be aggressive and and go get it for a second and a half. All right, uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, beer of the month here is the Broncos Country Pale Ale. If you're a Broncos fan, you're probably gonna need multiple of those for the rest of this year. Um, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> Adding insult to injury from Saturday, my God. It's so funny how differently I feel about these two teams. Um, the Broncos need the Coach Prime treatment. They need to be gutted and retooled. It's not that easy in, uh, I know. in the NFL. I know. Um, but Coach Prime today actually defended Sean Payton. So yes, le- he did. Leave my guy alone. Yes, he, he did. He's going to get it right. I believe in him. I damn near almost stood up and started clapping when he <laughs> said that. Um, but Breckenridge Brewery is a beer for any occasion. Come down to the DMVR bar, whether it's for a Buffs game, Broncos game. We got Nuggets and Ass season starting up soon, too. We got beers on tap. Um, we also have... Uh, Seltzers and the uh, the Rickies from uh, yeah, those are good. Breck Distillery. Breck Distillery. Um, the Breck Farmhouse in Littleton is hosting a Broncos watch party on October twelfth. If you can't make it out here, the DMVR bar. You can also check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. Then also shout out to Backus and Shanker. If you get hurt, Backus and Shanker are here to help, and I've been helping Colorado families win for more than twenty five years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. <laughs> no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Um, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They help with all injury cases where you weren't out fault. Car accident, ride share, motorcycle, pedestrians, trucks, even if you're injured at work. If you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 two to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. <laughs> 70 to 20 is crazy. I agree. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the I the thing is like during the Buffs game I was frustrated and you know more emotional about it. Yeah. During the Broncos game I was like at the point where I was just laughing. Oh, I yeah. Like, there was literally I was like this is insane, <laughs> bro. And you know what? I wanted Mike McDaniel to kick the damn field goal. Yep. Let him know. Yeah, like they deserve to have the worst score in NFL history put on their heads today. You can ask Alyssa. I can't remember what play it was, but something happened. I just started laughing in the middle of the bar. It was it was comical. It really was. It yeah. was laughable. What's crazy, no one wants to hear about this, but... I know. Whatever. It's all right. Just, well, no, let's just move on. Let's just move on. I, <laughs> okay. I, I saved myself there. Um, Well, the Buffs took the first loss of the Coach Prime era, but 
Recruiting has never been better, it seems. That's what we said after the game. He's going to call up those dogs and say, I need you. Insane, man. Um, last week, it came out that Ryan Wingo is going to be visiting for this weekend. He's going to have to reschedule. So he will not be out here on Saturday for the USC game. But another five-star receiver will be Cameron Coleman out of Central High School in Fenwick City, Alabama. He is an A&M commit. He's 6'3", 180 pounds. He committed to Texas A&M on the 4th of July, but he is coming down to Boulder this weekend. Um, top 10 player in the country, according to 247 Sports Consensus. Impressive, man. Um, he's big and strong. I watched a little film on him yesterday. Um, I was kind of hoping he'd be more like Keon Coleman. Yeah. Um, but he he's more of your classic big physical receiver um, who just goes and gets it. Uh, just physical specimen. Yeah, which man. is how you get a five star rating, for sure. Um, but it just goes to show. I mean, since Coach Prime's got here, they've been able to recruit the prim- perimeters really well, um, and even I think I'd say they probably recruit receiver better than they're recruiting cornerback at this point. Um, just the four stars they got last year, the names that they've been able to pull and get in for visits already this year. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. We see maybe one or multiple five star commits come to see you in this next recruiting class. Yeah, uh, I mean, you'll probably have more five-stars visit this year than have in the history of the program. No doubt. And by Uh, the way, Cam Coleman and anyone else visiting this week is going to be treated to one hell of a uh, guest list that they're going to get to rub shoulders with on the sidelines. Oh, no doubt, man. Um, I don't want to get into reporting names because it's all all rumors, Mm -hmm. and it's, um, to me, like, trying to predict where a celebrity is going to be on a Saturday is, is a fool's errand. But the list of people who have showed interest in coming to the game is basically like if you were just to list off the most famous people you could possibly think of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Everyone other than Taylor Swift, who's busy with another football game. I was hoping we made it through the show today <laughs> without a single mention. And of course, <laughs> um, Mantrez Walker is also going to be in Boulder this weekend for the USC game. He's from Buford High School, Buford, Georgia. Six foot, 215. We talked about him um, a few weeks ago because he was offered at the beginning of August. And then on September 11th, he decommitted from the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I believe he was committed there for quite a while as well. But obviously, I mean, he posted the offer. CU's offered him. He seemed pretty excited about it. It blew up on social, just like almost every other Coach Prime offer does. Yep. And now he's coming down. He's a 247 sports composite three-star. Um, a high a high three-star, though. 386 overall player in the nation. So those are just the first two names I've got. I'm sure there's very many more coming through. I'll, again, put together a list at the end of the week. But um, they took a loss, a hard L <coughs> on Saturday. But the kids still want to play for Prime. Of course. They were always going to. Yep. And they are always going to. And winning obviously helps the matter. But this is year one. And the goal of year one is honestly to get to a position where you can tell these kids, I'm just you and a couple of your friends away. Mm-hmm. And I think they're already there. Um, so this is, from a recruiting standpoint, things have gone perfectly so far. Yep. Well, and then scroll up. I think it was Lobster Mac that had the uh, the comment, big dogs will come from the portal. Oh, yeah. And that's 
man, once the portal opens, we thought we were having fun last off season. Just wait. I mean, and that's going to be crazy, especially when they go ahead and put these seniors in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Zay Weavers of the world. Yep, and, exactly. You know, whoever else. Juju um, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Like, know. they're going to put guys in the league. JD. That transferred in, and that's going to be a huge, huge boost. Speaking of guys in the league, how about uh, that pick from Mikello Witherspoon last night? Yeah, great Also, play. Cheetos in that game. I know. Buffs still have some guys out there. They do. How's Visca doing so far? I haven't seen him do much. I saw him on a kick return. Yeah. He, he was just returning kicks, so I, I don't know. Well, there's about to be a lot more, too. All right. <laughs> All uh, right. Really quick, just because I saw it. Um, Go for it. Sean asked, uh, are we set on the tailgate? Yes. You can get oh, tailgate tickets. Uh, we tweeted out the link yesterday. Yep. Uh, and you can also go onto the website and get tailgate tickets that way. Um, same spot as last time. Best it's a hell spot. of a spot. Yeah. Best spot. Um, legitimately, of all my years of tailgating at CU, which is all of the years, um, since they got rid of the gold lot, as we used to call it, or Franklin Field, um, being the main tailgate spot, this is the best tailgate spot I've seen. It's pretty amazing, and uh, it's going to be a great tailgate spot all year, no matter if it's warm or cold. Yep, it's going to be perfect. So come on by. It's behind the Millennium, and I, I was trying to figure out a way to tweet this, but it was just too confusing to tweet out, but I'll just tell you guys. If you type in the Millennium on your um, GPS, mm -hmm. it's going to take you on 28th, which feels yeah. like it's pretty far away from the stadium. But if you were going from the stadium to the tailgate, it's like right next to it. Yep. You walk down Folsom you take a right before you cross the creek um, or if you were going up Folsom it would be after you cross the creek and then walk down like I don't know a couple hundred yards and we're right there yep. so it's very close to the stadium it doesn't feel close to the stadium when you put in the millennium but since it's on the back side of it on the creek path yes it's just quick shot right up the creek path and you're at the stadium yep so that's north side of Folsom field there's a like bridge that you've seen all the players on well off walk down and then just take a right, and there's literally the path right up, man. Yep, it's really close. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last and block out all the haters with your Shady Rays. Extremely strong frames, clear polarized lenses, and they've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of combinations. I haven't checked them out for a while, but I'm sure they've probably added so many more uh, since the last time I got my uh, sweet pair of Bronco Shady Rays. Um, every pair backed by the lost and broken replacement. Even if you don't like your Shady Rays after 30 days, you can get them replaced, no questions asked. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then shout out Game Time. Um, it's sold out Saturday. It's sold out pretty much the rest of the year. It, not pretty much. Well, and in, in Boulder. Yeah, it is sold out every game the rest of the year. So if you want to come see the Buffs at Folsom Field in Boulder, Colorado, game time is your best bet. Uh, you can sign up and use the promo code BUFFS. That's B-U-F-F-S. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, just download the app, create an account, and redeem that code B-U-F-F-S for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, did we do the ASU thing yet? No. Uh, good good now? point. Yes, we are going to be down there for ASU at Colorado or Colorado at ASU in Tempe. Um, we're super excited about it, and we are going to be doing a tailgate down there. 
Uh, and we are very close to being able to release the tickets for that. Um, but we will also have a tailgate and ticket package. So if you yep. haven't gotten your tickets yet for that game, uh, hang tight because that's going to be part of our package as well. Um, but no matter what, if you're going down to that game, come tailgate with us. The tailgate before TCU was awesome. You know what's great about this one, Jake? It starts at a normal time of day. Yes. 3.30 local time, I think. Yep. We got a kickoff Oh, time. my God. That is perfect. I know. I know. So we're going to have a hell of a tailgate before. Um, we'd love to see you guys. Um, and it'll be perfect because, like, if you want, you can go on the mill, um, which is, like, their main drag. Uh, hang out there a little bit before the game, then come over the tailgate, uh, and then go to the game. I can't wait, dude. I really like that city. Me too, man. I'm excited for that one. I also think I've been telling many people, if you want to come see the Buffs this year, that's probably going to be your best bet to go see them. Short drive or flight, short flight. Yep. Not too long of a drive. Weather's going to be great. It's not sold out. Not sold out. It's a big stadium. Yeah. Uh, It might end up being sold out. (laughs) Everyone setting attendance records when Colorado comes. If to that's town. the case, there's going to be a hell of a lot of Buff fans there. Yep. So uh, come through for sure. It's going to be fun. And and keep an eye out for it tomorrow on our socials when we'll drop out and giving you guys kind of a sneak preview on that. Yep. All right, who's up? Uh, our guy Jay's. Don't you think it's wild how every college, college football. football coach got an opinion on Coach Prime? Successful black man, but none of them got an opinion on a hazing type of coach. It's just pure hate for Coach Prime. Horrible. It is pure hate. And yeah. some of it is racially motivated. Yep. Some of it is also thinking that he, you know, skips steps yep. when it comes to the coaching process, which is bullshit as well because he's coached literally Pee Wee, high school, uh, you know, FCS, and now Power Five. He's what, like 20 years removed from being a player? He didn't like just retire from playing and go, oh, I'm going to be a coach, and automatically he's a Power 5 head coach. Yeah, like, a la he put the work in, man. Jason Kidd or Steve Nash. Yes, exactly. Uh, who just you know got put right into the position. Um, and then there's also just a, a jealousy out there, and I think that's the, that's the big word we saw this last weekend is jealousy. Um, but it's all, you know, it, it's coming from all angles, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a shame. It because, is a bummer. you know, Neely always talks about this. If you build a bridge to Coach Prime, he will absolutely honor it and embrace you. Yes. Um, you know, you see the way that he went up to Trey Sanders, for example, on the right. field at TCU. Like, Trey Sanders wanted to play for Colorado, had nothing but respect for Coach Prime. Coach Prime, in return, has nothing but respect for him, goes up to him. You know, um, there was the other guy at TCU. Um, and from a coaching standpoint, it's the same thing, you know. Uh, Coach Dancy, perfect yeah. example. One of the few, if not the only coach in the SWAC who really embraced Coach Prime. Yep. Uh, now he's on Coach Prime's staff. Mm-hmm. So if you build a bridge to Coach Prime, that will pay dev- dividends for you. If you burn a bridge away from Coach Prime, you're only hurting yourself, and it won't affect him at all. I mean, honestly, I feel like it just boils down to like being a good person and not tearing down others that yeah. you're envious of. Yep. Or feeling like one person going up it pushes you down. Yes, exactly. That that's just life advice for sure. Never feel like someone else's come up is is at the expense of yours. Right. We can all come up. Warren with the super chat. What's up, man? Thank you. Do you think two should use his legs more to help the offense move the chains? Will it help open wide receivers up? Uh, maybe. I'd rather see two protect himself a little bit more though, because he's already taken as many shots as he is. It's you don't want him to take more. Yep. My only 
real criticism of Shador so far is just I want him to throw the ball away more. He does need to throw it away more. And and he and I it's one of those it's kind of an aggressive mistake that you can't be too mad about because he wants to make a play so badly that he's going to wait until the very last second. Um, and sometimes the play is just throwing it away and, mm-hmm. and saving yourself seven yards for the next play. Yep. Um, Jens, RK, your thoughts about Phil DiStefano retiring? DiStefano. DiStefano, sorry. Um, you said it the same way Coach Prime did. <laughs> um, oh, this is a hard one for me. Uh, I have long felt that he wasn't committed to athletics, uh, and obviously that's a the big thing for me. Um, so I wasn't the biggest fan. But at the same time, he had to be willing to play along with the Coach Prime hire. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, this feels like years ago, but do you remember my rant about academic standards and transfer processes at Colorado. Yes. That was like eight months ago, nine months ago. It's wild. Uh, And there was a huge problem with Colorado not accepting transfers. I mean, if Coach Prime had to exist under the same rules that Carl Durrell or Mel Tucker or Mike McIntyre before him had to, we wouldn't have a lot of these players. We wouldn't have most of these players. Yep, because Colorado had extremely strict transfer requirements. Um, So... Not only is it about your GPA at former school and stuff, but it was about the types of credits they were willing to accept. One of the things for a lot of these schools is like athletes love physical education as a credit. Right. Right. Uh, it's sports. Yeah. Um, Colorado didn't offer that and was not honoring it. And so when Coach Prime, when Rick George went out and said, I want to hire Coach Prime. Coach Prime comes back and says, OK, well, I need X, Y and Z yep. or else it's not going to work. So then Rick George has to go to Phil DiStefano and say, hey, we have to make some changes or else we are going to be irrelevant forever in football. Mm-hmm. And like this is our chance to get out of there. Yep. So I have to give credit to Phil DiStefano for playing along uh, and helping make some of the changes that have allowed Coach Prime to be so successful so fast. So because he's retiring, I'm going to leave with that taste in my mouth. And honestly, it That'll be known as, like, the last part of his legacy. Yeah, it's his legacy move, basically. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to add. But I, I guess my other, the other side of this is I really hope that Colorado hires a forward-thinking um, chancellor who understands the value of athletics to a school. Yep. I mean, it's so right in their faces right now that I don't know how anyone that could come in would right. not see it. Right. But look at the, um, you know, the admissions office and how much their um what's the word i'm looking for applications have blown up um look at the exposure you know i think someone said they've gotten 90 million dollars worth of exposure just from college game day and big noon kickoff and all of this stuff so i i've been a firm believer in anyone who is a fan of sports in college um is a firm believer that having a strong athletics program for a college is one of the best things that can happen for all everyone that is involved in the university um and so hopefully that person who comes in next is understanding of that, but I don't know with it being so in their face how they couldn't be. Right. Um, Donald Bailey with just a $2 super chat. Um, Thank you. Hopefully didn't mean to leave a comment on that. Appreciate it. But, yeah, appreciate it. Oklahoma Lovin says Oregon isn't going to win the championship uh, with their excuse. What's their excuse? Oh, what's their excuse? <laughs> uh, they won't have I one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they've got an 18th year quarterback. Yeah, they always get close yep. and fall short. I'll probably lose to Oregon State. Thank you for the super chat. 
What's up, David? David's with the super chat says, uh, guard play. I would look to see Wilty, Harden, and McCrimmon get some looks. Thoughts? Bailey's two eighty and BB three hundred. Uh, McCrimmon's really tall though, isn't he? Can't remember. Like that'd be. Let me see. Was BB? Oh, in he's six three. I think so. Okay. Um, I don't know how tall Harden is. Harden six five. And then Wilty. Did it wasn't Wilty playing when uh BB was out? Yes. He's six four as well. So Yep. I mean, I don't know, man. I just I don't even know if they have the guys depth wise to really move around on the offensive mm-hmm. line at this point. So and really quick, just on the Chancellor and admissions and all that stuff. Um, people bringing up diversity in, in the comments. I mean, a huge, huge thing that I hope happened. I, I think Coach Prime uh his presence will naturally make an impact on that, which is going to be amazing. Right. And it should be something that Colorado focuses on moving forward. Yeah. Um, the, the fan, the student body right now is overwhelmingly white. I mean, mm-hmm. you see it just looking at the student yeah, section. Yeah. Um, so I, but I really do think, you know, coach prime has had an immediate impact on a lot of things. Um, that's going to take at least one cycle for his impact to be seen there. But I bet uh, numbers will come out next year you know maybe um around the beginning of school about how um how much diversity has been added to the student body just because of the exposure you know and all the people that are seeing what's going on here and wanting to be a part of it uh pd swag what's up dude how can we get better at blocking are the little things we can do to coach up the current guys or is it just a talent issue at this point Hoping our big guys can improve. I mean, I kind of think it's just a talent thing. Unfortunately, I mean, there's always little coaching things you can do. And, um, you know, there was a student reporter at the press conference today <laughs> yep. who wanted to talk about personnel packages with Coach Prime, uh, <laughs> which I admire the question. Yeah, I know. Brother. I was like, I respect you. And yep. I, I know what you're doing. Yep. I don't know if it was his first press conference. From my perspective, it was. He's like, oh, you want to show the coach that you know ball. Um, but Coach Prime was like, all right, all right, we'll get to the point. You're being a little technical here. Um, I think he actually brought up a good point. He really did. <laughs> which was, <laughs> uh, you know, you can bring in a second tight end and try and go max protect. Yep. Coach Prime uh, came back with a counterpoint, a yep. good counterpoint, which is, okay, well, now you've got four guys essentially guarding two uh, or, you know, whatever the the defensive alignment maybe it's three guys guarding two which makes your job hard as a quarterback too so one thing um they did use some max protect looks against tcu when they knew they were going to be bringing blitzes on third downs and they knew they'd get one-on-one on on the outside um and it worked you know that's the big completion to zay weaver down the right sideline against tcu that's a max protect look if i remember correctly so they've tried some of that stuff and there's more that they can do um but yeah uh it's it's a talent thing you, you know the trenches it's about strength and power and will and uh size size <laughs> yeah. so the, the, a lot the, most of those things can't be coached. exactly exactly uh lone wolf says did you see jordan Ochoa decommitted from wyoming this is mcchesney's guy yeah he just did it about four hours ago and then two hours ago he said uh thank you for the invite to see you for inviting him to the usc <laughs> All right, we'll so, see you there, Jordan. <laughs> there you go. 
I don't know about uniforms this week, Mark. Sorry. Like this one's got to be like a a bag check. Like sh- this is you empty the the best thing you got. They already use gold, black, black though. Do they go all blacks? <clears throat> all black against USC hasn't worked. Oh, it's a whiteout though. Oh, it is a whiteout. They they could go white. I think. I think it's up to you. Like black, white, black. They already did that one. No, no, they went black, not, black, white. Not this year, right? Yeah. They went black, black, white with uh, Nebraska. Yes, for Nebraska. Yes, they had black jerseys. Um, you could go white, black, white. That is true too. Or you could just go. But why not just go back to the TCU uniform? It's a whiteout. Yeah, gold, white, black. Yeah, that could work too. I've never seen them wear white at home. That'd be weird, but I'm in for it. Uh, Green Creole says, uh, I'll be there on November 11th. Chance of snow. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but uh, it's probably not going to snow. We always look at Halloween as like, yeah, anything's anything's fair game after Halloween. Yeah. MC, how does home field? Uh, how does home field help with that whiteout this weekend? I, I think we saw it last week. It. It was tough, man. That was a tough environment, and those fans were um, rabid. I would say, yeah. Um, it makes a massive difference at home, a massive difference. Um, I don't. We'll see if it, 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 you know if these things are enough for them to win in terms of the the recommitting to anything and everything your coach says after something like that happens. Um, the fans. You know, whatever, uh, like a Van Wells being a little more healthy, a Javon Antonio being a little more healthy, a Alton McCastle being a little more healthy. But they do have a lot of things working in their favor for this week. Uh, and to me, the home field advantage is probably the biggest one. You're going to have 50,000 people all dressed the same looking to make your lives easier. Just go back to the fourth quarter of CSU, man. When the crowd got back into it in that game, I feel like it really fueled the team. Oh yeah, and got them going. Yeah, for sure. It was it was probably everything for a team that was used to playing in the early. Yep. yep. Got hit with the late. It's midnight, and the fans are going absolutely berserk. That's got to give you the extra boost you need. Uh, South Georgia Tar Heel says, "Where is the best place to park for game day?" Um, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you can, I, I don't know for sure, but I think you can actually pay to park at the Millennium. Uh, so if you're coming to the tailgate, that would uh-huh. make sense. Um, get there early, I guess, is what I'd say. You can also park in the King Supers lot, which is like all the way down at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, here's the lot, here's the tailgate, here's the stadium. It's like a nice kind yeah. of progression there. Um, I know that one's cheap also. It's just a little bit of a walk up the hill uh, to the tailgate and then to the stadium. So there you go. Good luck. <laughs> uh, Lawrence is asking, did Brandon Baker commit recent, recently? Yeah, he committed to Texas yesterday. Oh, wow. Yep. So him you know and Colin Simmons. It's not goodbye. It's see, see you, you later. later. <laughs> him and Colin Simmons going to Texas. Okay. For now. We'll see. Texas is having a moment. Hey, man, Sark's a great football coach. Yeah. I said it a lot on the draft pod when they hired him. This guy can – what he did with the Alabama quarterbacks and just what he's done so far at Texas, he's he's awesome. Have you ever watched his um, coaching clinic 
about the Alabama offense. Yes, it's on great. YouTube. Yes. He's talking about the stuff he was doing with Matt Ryan in Atlanta too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so good. It's really awesome. Yep. If you if you just like want to understand offensive play calling a little bit more and building, and I always call offensive play calling like telling a story. Yeah. Um, just look up like Steve Sarkeesian, uh, Alabama coaching clinic. Yep. It's fantastic. It's like twenty minutes of gold. Yeah. Great stuff. Thoughts on losing the number nineteen ranking? Uh, it is what it is. I don't have any. I mean, it's kind of expected. You just lost 42-6. to six. Yeah, I, I didn't think they should have fallen out of the top 25. I thought they should have dropped to 24 or 25, but it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, if you win this week, you'll obviously be back exactly. in. If you lose this week, I don't think you'll be, like, you'll need to string together two more wins after that. CFP rankings don't come out till close to Halloween anyway. That's almost a month away. That's when rankings actually matter. Fair so. enough. Uh, my guy Bernard says, great job on the show today, RK and Jake Scobuffs. Scobuffs, bro. Thank you. Scobuffs. See you Saturday. Uh, Josh says, <laughs> buffs and Broncos down bad since RK talked to the pastor. I need to find him. I need to atone. <laughs> uh, you'll be all right. Uh, Ian says, I'm looking to visit Boulder slash Denver soon. What are some things you guys suggest me and my girl do? I've never been to Colorado. Okay. Um, first of all, there's some great food depending on which which city you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so just I don't know, DM me or something, and I'll be able to help you out there. Um, but I would honestly suggest like checking out. Uh, if you don't want to, if you want to hike, go for a hike. Um, if you don't want to hike, then you can just drive up Flagstaff, mm-hmm. and there's like a bunch of different kind of places you can stop and look out, and you can go all the way up to. Uh, Harper Lake, I think it's called. Um, but there's a bunch of different places where you can get out of the car and get an incredible view looking out over all of Boulder and Denver. Um, if you're coming for the game, I would recommend going to the Pearl Street Stampede on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, it's one of the drawbacks of us doing the pregame show usually on Friday nights. It's a pretty cool experience. Um, and they've been obviously wild now with all the excitement around the team. But Pearl Street is one of the kind of the cool parts of Boulder, which is just like a big strip of stores and restaurants and bars. Um, and the whole team and Coach Prime and everyone walks down uh, and, you know, waves to everyone. And there's the band plays and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a cool little pep rally the night before the game. And you can come down to the DMVR bar. Yep. Colfax in York. Hey. I don't like hiking either. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's all you on that. I, one. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just telling you guys. Uh, that's a, it's a cool thing. If you <laughs> like that, if you like to hike, it's great. If you don't, you can drive your car right up. Yep. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Barnhart with the last minute super chat. Do you guys see stadium renovations coming? Hopefully, man. They need a scoreboard. Uh, I don't care about the scoreboard. No. Nope. But. It's about the view. Look at the, you see the mountains? It's so beautiful. I mean, we have a massive physics building or whatever still there in the view, too. It's part of the view to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We could get rid of the. It's not like there's anywhere in the stadium. Well, I guess there's a couple places in the stadium where you can't see the main big screen. I mean, just for my sake, if they're not going to show me replays in the press box, I need a bigger scoreboard. You should. um, Do you have like a tablet or anything? Uh, no, not really. You could even just use your laptop, I guess, or your phone. Like, just stream the game on your phone 
and then it'll be delayed perfectly. So after the play ends, it'll be you can just like look right down to your phone and see the replay. But then what am I supposed to tweet? Tweet off your computer or tweet off your phone, whatever device you're not using for that. Maybe. Or get a tablet <laughs> so you can have three devices, three screens you can look at all at once. Uh, Rico says, what time does the Pearl Street Stampede start? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. We're doing pregame show almost every I think time it's seven. going on. I'm just so. guessing. Um, but you can find that somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A bunch of people tweeted out. And I stuff. almost think they're not promoting uh, the Pearl Street Stampede this year because so many people are already going. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen them. They used to tweet it out. Hey, come down. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen right. them do that once because I think they're honestly over flooding Pearl Street with people. Well, I remember week one, everyone was freaking out because there wasn't a time for it. And they're like, is it still happening? Is it still happening? It still happened. And that's probably why, because there are already hundreds and hundreds of people out there. <sighs> everyone really wants a new scoreboard. That's fine. We can we can we need a new press box too. We can do the new scoreboard. Um, Connor says, RK, you do hike. That's what golfing is. Wait, can you scroll back up? Uh, without a cart. You actually going to put the ball in the hole? <laughs> well, first of all, I ride in the cart when I go golfing. Of course. <laughs> um, you know, that's an. It's also usually a lot flatter than just walking straight <laughs> up a mountain. You got, in my opinion, you yeah. got to be crazy to just walk straight up a mountain. <laughs> that's wild to me too, bro. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Connor says hiking is lit. <laughs> hey, that's why Congrats, I brought it up, man. If you're hi like if you want to go hiking, yeah. Boulder is like the hiking capital of the world. Of course, um, you can also just drive up the mountain and see the same thing yep. without being tired as shit. Yep. Yep. Feet cramping, calves cramping, <laughs> sucking air. Yeah. Air's already thin. Dehydrated, just yeah. dying for water and shit. Oh man! You can you do it the other way. You can have a designated driver bring some beers up yep. there. There you go. Sit on the rocks. That's what have I'm a couple about. drinks. PD Swag says Pearl Street Stampede starts at 7 p.m. Just confirmed it. So there, there you go. go. There you go. I can't <laughs> appreciate a summit beer. I just don't want to hike to get there. I'll drive exactly. to get there. Uh, <laughs> you can just have a summit beer with kind love. That works too. <laughs> it's more of like a lung. It's know. called crossfade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, chat. That was a good show. It was a good show. It felt good. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got media tomorrow. <laughs> um, I got to go back up to Boulder now. So yeah, something, something you'll cool. see, something cool that you'll see at some point. So. Yep. All right, Scobuffs. Scobuffs.